This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Greg Murphy, of course, race control co-host. Race control co-host. Sorry, Murph. I mean, you're the good Murphy in the whole of Hawks Bay. He's the bad one. Um, I, I, um, I know there's, uh, there's a lot on, uh, particularly uh, with Liam Lawson. We talked fondly about this kid last week. Uh, Murph, and uh, it didn't quite come to fruition for him, missing out on that title. Yeah, Smithy, it did. Uh, unbelievable um, scenes, to be honest. Um, I think, uh, you know, the way it played out was, in sporting terms, um, you know, a bit of an unprofessional foul uh, taken that took uh, Liam out on, on the last race of the season while leading the championship. I think um, it was like uh, someone getting tackled in rugby uh, with a head high with no arms to be shown in any way, shape or form, just uh, <laughs> shoulder charge to the head, basically. Um, it was um, <laughs> a pretty, un- it was a very unsportsmanlike and very unprofessional uh, manner in which it, uh, it ended Liam's championship hopes. And um, and the world, the motorsport world, is up in arms about it, um, the way it was handled by DTM. Uh, the way the other teams, um, you know, were complicit in, in, in the whole thing. And, and um, yeah, just uh, staggering scenes and, and heartbreaking for him after driving superbly all year. And, and uh, based on the fans' reaction, you know, there's no doubt in any of their minds that um, he's the, he was the rightful champion. So, Murph, in, in rugby, as you were talking about, and um, we have talked about that particular incident in question, there is a citing process where after the event, uh, things can be done about it. What about uh, in motor racing as such? Yeah, there can be, depending on the regulations and the rules of individual championships. Um, the, the driver in question, Calvin Vanderlinder, um, uh, the move that he put on uh, on Liam to break Liam's car, put him out of the race, um, was, was deemed to be... Uh, worthy of infringement, but all they did was give him a five-second penalty during his pit stop. Um, there is, in some cases, the ability to have that reviewed afterwards and, and further sanctions, but in, uh, as far as I'm aware, in this case, that's, um, that hasn't taken place and the championship is over, so um, there's probably not too much more to play for. But, um, yeah, it was it was a situation that I, I actually can't recall seeing in a, in a very long time. And, and, and my professional opinion... Um, it, it very much looked like, uh, you know, Kelvin uh, had a plan. Um, I think he probably realised that if he hadn't, didn't get past Liam in the first, um, you know, couple of corners, then, you know, his hopes were going to be pretty, pretty difficult to, to be able to win the championship. And he um, he made a plan to, to dive down the inside at the first corner, regardless of, of how deep and how fast Liam was into the corner. And, and um, you know, he made that decision pretty early on, in my opinion, and, and um, you know, played it out. And uh, was willing to take the take the risk, and um, 
and I, and I don't really see that as a uh, a, a very um, sportsman-like piece of behaviour, and, and, and as I say, everyone else pretty much is in support of that. So now Liam uh, returns to Formula 2, where he's in 8th place with a couple of meetings to go, so pretty good results so far, and of course you talked last week about the the Formula 1 test drive that he may have later in the year. That yep. None of this will impact on that, will it? No, no, not at all. Uh, I, I think, um, you know, the seeing as uh, how disappointing and, and how disappointing it was for him, obviously, but how disappointing it was for everyone else, I think, um, you know, uh, coming out of that, um, it's only just probably raised his his stakes even higher. And, and um, you know, there's no question after two pole positions, he put his car on pole for both races uh, on the weekend at, at uh, Norris Ring and, and again, just highlights his, his uh, skill level and potential and, and um, you know, what he's capable of achieving. So, no, I think it probably just reinforces all that and, and the F2 mm. scenario, um, you know, it's been a tricky season, but, um, you know, Red Bull are, are fully supportive of this young man and I know that they see a big, a big bright future. So we'll, uh, we'll watch with, uh, with very much a lot of interest to see what plays out. Uh, Nick Cassidy was drafted in on the weekends um, over there in replace of Alex Albon as, as Liam's teammate. So we had uh, two very, very fast Kiwis running and DTM teammates and a couple of Ferraris, which, and, and Nick just did a, an amazing job, uh, played um, you know, rear gunner to Liam incredibly well, um, was very fast all weekend and, and supported the AF Corsa, the team that they drive for to, to win the um, uh, the team's championship as well. So, you know, that was um, it was awesome to see two two Kiwis um, absolutely at the top of their game uh, racing at that level. Formula One uh, news, of course, uh, the Turkish Grand Prix was won by Valtteri Bottas, the, the Finnish driver uh, from Max Verstappen, who's now taken over the lead from Lewis Hamilton. And as always, there is uh, rumours or suspicions of skullduggery uh, behind the scenes and Mercedes now... Uh, Red Bull are now uh, questioning Mercedes' quick gain in performance, Murph. Yeah, this is, this, this is never ending, of course. I mean, it's the drama, the absolute drama of uh, Formula One, and and it has been um, uh, a pretty entertaining season in the uh, the knife throwing contest between uh, Red Bull and Mercedes. Um, and you know, the, this this championship is going to go down to the wire, and and. Uh, you know, they're just, just trying to continuously put pressure on, on each team through whatever means they can, and, and it's, um, it, it is, it's very interesting to watch. And I, you know, I think Mercedes, um, you know, they, they are uh, obviously a class act and, and uh, continuously working uh, to, to try and better their performance, just like Red Bull are as well. But, um, you know, I, I would expect that uh, any kind of suggestion of um, any skullduggery from Mercedes is, is uh, you're going to have to have your facts pretty well straight. I don't, I don't really see that uh, they're an operation that you're going to catch out on doing something they shouldn't. Uh, Murph, uh, there's still uh, five Grand Prix to go uh, in this particular season. Uh, who would, who would you be lo- looking at now, knowing the circuits that are coming up, and just assuming technically that both, both, uh, both those teams get through. So it's a Hamilton Verstappen basic duel from here on in. You look at the points table. Uh, re- who would you favour? Whether you know what's coming up? Uh, that, at the moment, uh, based on where we're at, I, I don't. I'd have to go back a fair way, and I haven't actually looked at the information to see when we have mm. actually arrived at this point in the season with a championship so close. 
um, you know, Lewis Hamilton has had these under control now for eternity, effectively, you know, these championships, and, and you know, has won the championship uh, prior to the end of the season, I don't know how many times in the last, you know, seven, eight years. So right now it's probably more difficult than ever. I mean, there'll be analysts everywhere, you know, talking about the Mercedes versus the Red Bull and on different circuits and that kind of thing. But, but you know, there's been surprises thrown in there all the way through the season, and, and, and I wouldn't be surprised if we see a few more. So um, regardless of the circuits that are coming up, the performance of these guys, and, and depending on the conditions and those kinds of things as well, um, you know, it's, it's going to be uh, a tight fight, I think, all the way to the finish. They've been toing and throwing all the way through. And it's only going to take another similar situation, which I reckon we will see before the end of the year between Hamilton and Verstappen, where there's the potential again for clash. I, I really do. And, and interesting with, with Bottas on the weekend, you know, driving as good as what he did. Um, you know, how's he going to play in, in all this? Because I think, uh, you know, there's, it was interesting watching a video. My son showed me a video actually of um, after the race on the weekend in Turkey and, and Valtteri was on the on the podium and and collected his trophy and um, they they the camera shot swung round to down at the team at the bottom of the podium and all the Mercedes team were clapping um, at Valtteri winning the thing except for Toto Wolff who was standing there with his hands in his pockets and um, when the camera got on him he pulled his hands out and started clapping and so that was that was sort of really interesting I mean that 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 relationship is finished at the end of the year but. Um, you know, I, I would be very careful if I was Mercedes not to, uh, um, you know, push uh, Valtteri to one side too far um, because uh, he may, uh, can and could play a very big uh, defining moment in this championship depending on how they decide to treat him towards the end. Just uh, finally, Murph Tickford Racing has uh, confirmed uh, the signing of uh, Jake Kostecki who will join the team next year yeah. on a multi-year deal. Yeah, um, it's a bit of an interesting one, and and uh, the pessimism in me is is uh, uh, relates to the fact that um, I would say there's a fair bit of money that comes along with Jake uh, to that team. So uh, there's been a bit of a switch there. J- uh, Jack LeBrock um, was in that operation again, um, sort of funding a reasonable chunk of his budget. Um, so something may have may or may not have happened there. I don't know all the details, but uh, Jake Stecky's turning up there, which you know he's been driving pretty good at the moment. He still hasn't proven to be you know, uh, of the, the class of the guys that are, are running constantly inside the top 10. But, you know, maybe there's potential there. Um, so, yeah, that's interesting news. And I think we're actually going to be speaking to Jake uh, tonight on uh, race control. I think um, we've managed to get him for a bit of a chat. So that'll be an interesting one. Young fella um, who's, um, you know, uh, looking to make his name in, in the game. So we're, we're going to have a chat to him tonight. Um, also, we're going to chat to Craig Beard as well, who is the driving standards mm. um uh, officer for supercars so we're going to get better i want to actually get his opinions on what happened on the weekend in, in germany with uh, liam and uh he has uh, been in that role with supercars for quite some time now and does an amazing job so it'd be great to get his opinion and also we ha- we actually have nick, nick cassidy on tonight too live from uh europe somewhere probably in monaco where he lives um to chat about his weekend and get a bit of an insight on on uh, what happened uh, uh post uh season at, um, at, in Germany as well. So um, we've got a few uh, pretty entertaining guests on that should uh, be very interesting. Look forward to the show. Uh, it's Greg Murphy and Stephen McIver, Race Control here on SENZ.